Hey, hey, it's Saturday, July 11th, 2020, Coffee House, brought to us by 4culture.com. I'm the artist D, and with me is my fellow mid-July hater, Anne-Marie. Hi, Anne-Marie. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> hi! I am a hater. It's 90 million degrees. In the middle of it July. Sucks. It's seven. I for, mean, for those in the United know. States, it's 7 Eleven. That's our number today. Oh, July eleventh, seven eleven. I didn't pay attention. Mm-hmm. Okay, I I don't know if they're doing anything, but uh, they used to do like yeah. slushies and shit. You get, yeah. get I don't know. Shit, I looked that up. Yeah, we could be missing out an opportunity. We're sitting here, and I say in the states because, as we know, across the pond, it's probably like eleven seven or something. I don't it's know. on Twitter. They do the thing. Oh, wonderful. So what do I do? Do I go to a seven eleven now and get my slushie? What's probably. happening? Probably. Uh, I, I'm not seeing anything. I'm disappointed. Oh, no. <laughs> well, happy 7-Eleven. Happy mid-July. We're almost through it. Only a month and a half to go. <laughs> it's going fast, isn't it? It is. It's flying by. Before we know it, the heat shall subside. We'll be in a good place. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. When I, I had see... a leaking air conditioner oh, last week, D. I had to turn no. this shit off. No. And I died for two days. <laughs> two days? No. Because I was afraid I was going to destroy my neighbor's ceiling. Well, that's very, very nice of you. Well, I got to pay for it. Otherwise, True. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> that is terrible. But they fixed it and you're now cool again. Uh, it was it's a matter of just tilting the unit, which, oh. you know, uh, let's see what happens. That sounds like a quick fix that's going to, you know, you'll be back next year. I don't know. We'll be back. Next week, I'll be like, fuck, because it exploded. I don't know. (laughs) Anytime they come in and it's like, oh, it's just a tilt or just a little press of this, push of that. Like, oh, no, you'll be back. You'll be back. This is a Band-Aid is what that is. Yes. Yes, it is. There's nothing nothing (laughs) better to do in in the middle afternoon when it's 120 (laughs) Sometimes I think maybe I should go out, and then I look and see 120. No, that's I'll, really gross. I'll stay. Yeah, <laughs> it so, really is gross. Only good thing about this summer is just like I'm just gonna stay. That's it. I'm not leaving the with house. my mask. With my mask, I'm, I'm not doing here. a lot, and I, I like I like it. I like it a lot. I like it a lot too. I could get used to this. It could be dangerous. Uh, watching a it, lot more. It, yeah. Not a lot more it's Netflix. Get, it does get dangerous. And, <laughs> and Netflix has been good, so it's getting even more dangerous because it's, it's pulling me in. While your ass expands on the couch. <laughs> I did Magical. think that. The last two days, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm sitting, I'm expanding. Could be bad. <laughs> it sucks so bad. <laughs> But I've been really into the Netflix because they've been they've been giving it to us. They've been serving us. Yes, it's like fabulous they knew. things. I think they knew they were saving. Isn't it funny that they're saving all these fun little things? We didn't know. We thought they were going to run out of material. <laughs> we knew the apocalypse was coming. <laughs> exactly. Had some shows. So there was this disclosure show that came up. Yeah, I just finished. Very. Very much on point for this week, I think. And, well, I don't know. Maybe this year, maybe this century. It's a transgender representation type documentary about transgender people and their their role in history and and Hollywood. And it seems to have... It it slapped you as it slapped me. I, I, I liked it. I learned a lot. As aware as I think I am, I wasn't. I like that it was a conversation. It was explaining. Because my experience has always been, you effing cis people, because I always get something wrong or whatever, and it's an attack. This was just more welcoming for me. Like, this this is what it is, and this is how we'd like you to see it. And I just appreciated that. Like, oh, okay. Because it was just a, a nice conversation. Damn. Does cis, that make sense? Cis, I don't know. hetero, straight people. Yes. I'm like, I'm just trying to learn, you know? Like, I really <laughs> am. I'm not being an asshole. I just want to learn. And sometimes you just say the wrong thing. And that's a lot of... I was happy that they kind of covered that in a conversation style. 
because there is a lot of just, you know, telling you that you're being offensive when you don't know. You don't know. You only know what's been put out in front of you. And you do your best to judge what's right and wrong based on that. And it's it's tough. There's a lot of that right now in in <laughs> everything that we see. <laughs> and and I think people are, um, you know, they're a little blowing it out of proportion. Just a little. Because I don't think they're, well, I, I think people are tired, first of all. So yeah. it's understandable that it's like, well, we tried to be nice. And look where that got us. We tried to tell you that you were not portraying us well in media and you you blocked us out. So, of course, we're mad now. And now, which is normal. I mean, you've got to get mad to change people's minds. But do you think it's COVID that's making everything more batshit because everyone's just delirious? Oh, I think it's, yeah, layer upon layer of shit has affected us immensely, which I think is what had to happen. It's like, because it, it, one, one thing can't be wrong. And at least that's in my life. You know, if, if one thing is wrong, you can deal with that. But when right. everything's wrong, you're, you're yeah, freaking well, out. Yeah. And, and right now, like, they've made it so that everything is wrong. So it's, it's with COVID. It's with Black Lives Matter. It's with trans Black Lives Matter. It's all the things. The, the statues, the Confederate shit, the racist yeah. shit, the Klan shit. The shit. The shit. We've got the shit this year. And this 2020 has the shits. <laughs> yes, it does. So, I agree. So, someone get this year a... Uh, Emodium. Emodium. Something. Yes, exactly. Because <laughs> clearly it is over, uh, overdosed on stool softeners in the last 10 years. <laughs> What a visual. <laughs> or I always drank too much coffee as they take a sip of coffee. As we know, <laughs> coffee is diuretic. <laughs> it's delicious. It is very delicious today. I liked that they pointed out that, that well, they were, like you said, a conversation. It was very fair. So that was awesome that they were not attacking. They were explaining. Mm -hmm. And the explanation of how, you know, cocked up it's been for transgenders, transgender portrayal in the movies. Right. It's, you know, they haven't got it right. And it's always done by straight cis people. Right. And how that both and I, they covered the question of, well, but what if that didn't happen? What if that didn't exist at all? We would be nowhere right now. If we didn't talk about it badly, we wouldn't have talked about it at all. That's true. So at, at least, least put it happened. on the map. Yeah. Something to, yeah. And that's how I feel a lot with the whole history and, and everything that's going on with, you know, getting rid of history and canceling people like we talked about. I love how we talked about that last week. Before it really exploded, like cancel culture, that word. We knew. We knew. We finally did something. God damn it, we're trendsetters. <laughs> we finally talked about it before it happened. Because after that show, all week long, literally people talking about specifically cancel culture. You know, they're trying to cancel cancel culture. Yes. There's uh, a petition. The people who have been canceled <laughs> have signed a petition. Asking to please get rid of cancel culture, which that's <laughs> unfortunately not how it works. <laughs> if you were canceled yourself, you cannot cancel cancel culture. Uh, yeah, you can't. <laughs> you, then you got people who say it doesn't exist. Right. Well, that's radical. <laughs> which is, we did cover that last week, too, with people come back. They always often come back. I, I, unless you cancel yourself so much like this jk rowlings i don't know if she's going to come back because she's just laid it on heavy one one item after another i think she'll be fine because people just love talking about her and trashing her but if she came out with another amazing harry potter something do you think people would refuse it no, I think we can't help ourselves. I think we're going to take the new Harry Potter, whatever, and you know, you'll still shit talk her, but you're going to love to shit talk her. 
you I, just can't stop. I noticed that about people who love Harry Potter. They're like, I love it. It, it changed my life. It made my world. But I cancel her. Which is kind of contradictory to what we see a lot with others that have been canceled is like like the the, the Goya beans guy this, this yeah. with the Goya <laughs> and you know or the Nike thing you know either side right or left whoever you're on whoever gets canceled they're burning the shoes they're throwing out your Goya cans which is totally yeah but they're doing it on social media trying to get that applause that mm-hmm. attention you know but they're not throwing out Harry Potter they're just throwing out J.K. Rowling's. Yeah, no one's burning Harry Potter. Yeah. And and because Harry was a nice guy. <laughs> that's what it says to me, though. Is like you you can't pick and choose, but you can pick and choose, and you should choose to enjoy the thing that was created because it was a good thing, no matter what asshole created it. But maybe she's just got to learn. Someone's and got to. Maybe she does. Educate her and, and say, I mean, maybe she hasn't had that conversation. I don't know. With the right person. Are we just tough on her because mm-hmm. she's got followers? You know what I mean? Yep. There is this would we, expectation. If she had 100 followers, would we give a shit about what she's mm-hmm. saying? I don't think so. And I think there would be more room for people to say she could, she can grow from this. Instead of just this, why is it that you you have you know millions of followers and you've done amazing things and you just assume that this person is supposed to you know pick up the knowledge out of nowhere? When I mean she can be just like you, she could be coming from some normal straight place that they just didn't talk about it, so her opinions were formed. That's what I think, but what the hell do I know? <laughs> I'll be canceled next week. I don't know. <laughs> it's just weird the expectations we have when the education hasn't been there. Because when you immerse yourself in it, and even myself, I'm I am immersed in the culture, have always been. And even some stuff on this uh, disclosure documentary came to me as like a total knock on the head. I, I didn't know a lot of those things. I didn't think about a lot of those things. Well, because you didn't have to. It didn't. It wasn't part of your world at that moment. Oh. I mean, that was people bringing in their own experiences. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be something different you haven't seen before, haven't heard before, haven't thought about, because it wasn't in your realm. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, why would you share Laverne Cox's history? That's her history. Right. You've got your own. I mean, is it that basic? Am I being too simplistic here? I don't know. Help me. Help <laughs> me, wish, G. I wish I could. <laughs> I wish I could because it's a, a question I, I don't know. Because I think it's, I think a lot of the, uh, a lot of them had a combined experience as transgender women. It's kind of like a normal thing, like pockets of normalcy. You know, normal people. And when we when I say normal, I mean, you know, the, the normal straight people that, that grew up in the 80s and 90s and they didn't know anything better. They have this collective experience. And I think so did all of the normal gay people and all of the normal transgender people. I think there's these pockets of, of massive amounts of people who had the same experience. So a lot of them can relate to Laverne Cox's story. But my story is just so not common and all over the map that I never ran into that same vein of, of feeling of like they, I was amazed. They kind of glimpsed at uh, Mrs. Doubtfire, the role of Mrs. Doubtfire Mm -hmm. played by Robin Williams as being, you know, a poor representation, uh, Tootsie and, you know, all the things that they did back in the day of Tom Hanks dressing up and all that other stuff. So, even that was like poor representation and bad. But for me, it was just, you know, that was a glimpse of something. I want to say funny because it was, you know, it was comedy. That's what they were doing. And I guess that was the problem. That is the problem now. But see, I, I had then. a problem. I didn't, I didn't identify that as no. see, when you say trans, I think of someone living their life. Right. Whereas I saw those people playing a role. Right. And, and, in that film. So like it wasn't real to me. Like it wasn't yeah. a representation of that life. And they saw it as someone making fun of it. 
like right. a, a man dressing as well, because we know that this even this character is a man who's going to pretend to be a woman to get by or get something he needs. So they saw it that way when we just saw it as as I as it was. I think we both saw it as it was is that character, the story. It just made sense at the time. It was a cute little Disney story. But they saw it as this entire affront to the entire nature right. of everything. It's interesting. Yeah. And, and on that note, though, they did have a great point about men playing the role of an actual transgender person. That, I think, was astounding. That was, to me, was like light bulb moment with the uh, Dallas Buyers Club. Jared Leto, he played a transgender character mm-hmm. and he did it well. But then he got an award for it and he goes up, you know, he's a hairy, beautiful, beautiful man right. in his white suit, but he's a man. And how that... But, you, I mean, is that something he did intentionally? Do you think no. it was... I mean, it's... No, because he, he, Jar- he was Jared Leto playing a, a role. That's what he was right. doing. And that's how he should accept his I know, award. At, right. At, right. At the award show, though, he, I mean, he, the, the beard was grown in, yeah. the hair... I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> I, I think that's... A, Are we overthinking yeah. that? That, think, that may be a totally other subject of, did he subconsciously now feel like he had to balance it out for himself? Yeah. To tell people that, okay, yeah, I did play that woman swimmingly, but I am a man. Look here. <laughs> That's like a total other. Check me out. Uh, check me out. I'm still it's, it's, a beautiful man. I think it's really interesting. And yeah. we have, I have more to learn, I'm sure. And, and, and was it conscious? Was it unconscious? He could have been unconsciously projecting an extreme masculinity to prove a point uh, unconsciously to his fans that he's still a man depending on what kind of feedback he got from doing that role. But the point in the movie, in the documentary, was that people watching that movie are learning, and and it's teaching the the men who freak out, the panic defense when they find out their transgender girlfriend is transgender and kill them, that these movies are teaching them and implanting into their heads that these, because the actor goes home and takes off everything and he's a man. So people watching that is like, okay, that is Jared Leto. So they're, they're thinking that transgender people go home and undress and they're men. Right. Like it's a choice. Right. And, and that's where they get even more freaked out is that, Oh my God, I'm, I'm attracted to someone who, goes home and takes off the wig and becomes a man again. And then they get more upset when really, if we had a transgender actor or actress playing the role, like Laverne Cox is always Laverne Cox. Yeah. She does her role and then she goes home and she's still Laverne Cox. And if we had more of that and people would have seen more of that, they would be less freaked out thinking, okay, this person goes home and they're still exactly like this. And there might be less to hate there, perhaps. Yeah. I mean, it's what you're taught, too. Mm-hmm. You're taught to be. I think that you were all caught in a cycle. You're taught to have expectations of who people are based on what they look like. And a lot of it is the assumption that everyone, every single one of them came from the opposite. Like if you're a, a woman today, a beautiful transgender woman with all the female traits in the world, once upon a time you were some butch, hairy dude. And that's not true. Most of these, a lot of people, mm. you know, they, they have at least either mixed traits or, you know, not everybody went from Harley Biker, Harley, Harley Davidson Biker dude right. to Laverne Cox. And we see it in, in the gay world. I mean, just watch RuPaul's Drag Race. Some of those extremely effeminate, wonderful creatures. I don't think they fit in a box at all of male or female. But some, some men, some of these gay men are so feminine. And they have so many of those traits. You know, they they don't pass as themselves, let alone right. know, in drag. They, they're mm. completely female. So it's this perception. It's teaching people something about that. So I think it is a good point that right now these straight normal actors, normal, oh my god. These straight <laughs> Well, you know, just 
Yeah. What with, we're with used to. Parts, yes. Know? Yeah. With the stock <laughs> parts, what, what we're used to, uh, I think they do need to step, take a step back right now from showing us their, uh, how far they can go and their, their range. That's it. The range of, of you know, the, the Halle Berry's and Scarlett Johansson's who want to play those parts to show us the range of, oh my God, I can embody this actor, this person, this character. Mm-hmm. and show us something but i think they do need to step back right now and let it, let it become a trans thing to do because until we have famous trans people we probably shouldn't have famous people portraying those transgender parts yeah i mean the the, the studios are going to want to try to get those famous people because yeah. bottom line that's what's yeah. going to make you watch exactly so you get it's uh i can see where the studios are coming from who can we get to play this role? Who's going to make the money yeah. for us? And that's why we need to slow and slowly the transgender world is working its way into Hollywood. And like Laverne Cox is, is becoming a known player. And we have I was that um, show that we watch the other Netflix show, The Politician. Yes. Yes. You saw that one. Uh, the, the male on there in, in the. Is, oh, is I forgot his name, yeah. but yeah, but it's it's not even addressed. No, not at all. That's why I love just that a, show so much. Just an actor. He's, he's yeah. there doing his thing. Never came and, up, never was addressed. It wasn't about the actor. It wasn't about any, it was just, he, he was a dude. That's it. Just a dude in the show. And that we need more of that. That's why I love that whole show is like all of those things. None of that was discussed. Sexuality, gender. It was just kind of, this is what it is. The world belongs like this. I got to try to find out this individual's name. I, I follow them on Instagram. Theo Germain. Yes. Yeah. And we need more things like that going on where that was a transgender actor playing just a male role. Nobody, and they didn't even discuss what that character, you know, anything about that character's gender either. So I like that. Well, it, it made good. it, that made it quote normal. Yep. yep. There's no spectacle. And I could, I can easily agree with that that statement about you know trans people playing trans people, and making it normal and making it attractive. Because when I'm watching the politician, all I thought was that dude's hot, and he was, he was very hot, I thought, and very attractive, and off screen he is that person. Yeah, there's nothing different, and. And really, that person, I, I don't think they, I didn't read too much up on Theo, but I think that he's a male to, or a female to male transgender person. And uh, normally, that would not be my kind of thing. My, my attraction would not be there. Right. But after watching this amazing performance and seeing that he's a real person, uh, you know, another human, a fellow human and attractive. That makes me think beyond, oh, well, no, that's probably doesn't have the parts that I enjoy. So I'm not going to look into that. But after all of that, you fall in love with that idea. You're like, OK, I'll see what what that has to offer, what we can do there. Maybe I'll like that. And right. Changes yeah, see. Yeah. I think that's those are the things that we need to talk about that nobody can talk about because immediately it's like, oh, you you have a bias already. I'm, I'm biased towards female to male transgender people because I never considered sleeping with them. But that's not true. It's just I wasn't raised that way. That wasn't what was in front right. of me. That wasn't <laughs> my initial attraction. But once you get to know that other human being, you go beyond what might be there what their human suitcase has to offer. Oh, the suitcase. The suitcase. It's all beyond the suitcase. Which is what they're trying to say. I mean, all these people that say if you don't, if you're not attracted, if you're a man who's attracted to women and you're a man who's not attracted to transgender women, there's some kind of bias there. They're right, but they're wrong. I mean, they're, they're, it's true that maybe if these men got to know these women, that they would understand and fall in love with that. But suitcase. that man would have to be comfortable with themselves. And right. many times they're not. And they're not. Which and is where that so instability much. comes from. Yeah, so much to work through there. 
Absolutely. I took a psych class in Carton College. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> and it's doing us so much good right now. <laughs> I remember shit. Yeah, it makes me an expert. Absolutely. We can talk about it. <laughs> but we do need more. And that's what we just had to build onto it. That's what we were talking about last week is, you know, you can cancel all this shit and tear down all this shit and put it all away or put it in history books. But we need to build forward. So so we made stupid, horrible transgender movies before. OK, but we we did and we learned from it. And we got the word out about it poorly. They, co- they, they contributed to the conversation. Right. I think it brought us to where we are now. It's not a bad thing. Exactly. And so now, okay, admit it, point your finger at it, but now let's have more transgender people in movies. Now let's go go forward. So I, it was a good documentary because that was kind of the message. Let's just proceed. Yeah. I liked it. I learned. So I approve. So much learning this week. <laughs> well, that's, I think it's a good thing. That's how we get better. As Halle Berry was going to play a trans role and apparently turned that down. But then in her statement about turning down the role, she misgendered the character. And everyone lost their minds. I, you know, I think it'd be a little tough on her. Because she's still imagine. learning, right? She's still learning. I would have probably yeah. done the same just because... You know, I'm coming from a different, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm learning. <laughs> Bottom line, I'm learning. Why, why, why are we shitting on people for learning? <laughs> You're introducing new, literally new words and concepts into your brain. That deserves some time. But, you know, she's got the followers. She should know better, right? That's what it comes down to. You're in the public, so you, you should got to be, be all, skilled. All educated, apparently. It's weird. Nope. It's very weird. It, it's, <laughs> it's very weird. I mean, just, uh, being uh, allowing someone to learn doesn't mean you're becoming tolerant of what they're saying. You're just you're guiding them. You're right. teaching. And the fact that they're apologizing, and and the way that she did, I mean, it wasn't like going down the road too far and then saying, "Okay, sorry, my bad." It was kind of like nipped it in the bud. Like it was announced. She mentioned it, and a week later, yeah. she's like, people have talked to me, I've talked to people, and I've decided this is not this is not right. And that that's good. And now people corrected her on her gendering, and she'll she'll probably never make that mistake again. Which is oh damn exactly. if she does, they're gonna be exactly. there for that. Oh my god. Yes. And I say this as a person who's enveloped into the community so much, but I still, even now, you know, when someone I know changes their gender, it takes a minute. And and you sometimes call them the wrong gender. Or yeah, you're talking I've about done that. It's, it's like, I didn't mean it. And, and, and there just seems to be an allowance, right? Like, oh, it's okay. Be. It's, as we always said, you know, it's about the context. You, you got to consider the context. And uh, somebody I was just listening to on a podcast said, and they were, they were saying, you know, how, how everything was easier <laughs> back in the day. But I said, you know, we, we never would have had these problems. These, like we're talking about now, these problems yeah. in the eighties, no one would have bat an eye. And they were saying it as, you know, it was a bad thing well, that we're batting an eye was, over it. There were less platforms yeah. to discuss these things on. It's like that, but that's the point, my dude. It was, you know, we should have been talking about it back then, and we didn't. So now we're talking about it now, and it is an issue. And just because it wasn't an issue, I guess that's why I took such hostile front affront with it. Was it was as if you know we're not supposed to be talking about it, and just because it was okay then, it should be okay now. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, D. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's it's a crazy world. I know. Well, yeah, that that's basically it. And shit's going to be different in ten years. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen. We should have done this. It wasn't like this. It was like yeah, that. It's like this. Relax, everybody. Yes. It was. I mean, that, all you should have to do is watch some of these documentaries that we're talking about to see. Uh, I mean, and in that one too, disclosure had so many heart wrenching. 
things in it. Oh, and then that led me to um, a documentary about the um, black trans activist Marsha Johnson, also on Netflix, which you also must watch. I did not see that. Yes, that came up after Disclosure. Marsha P. Johnson, which was more more known as a drag queen at the time, but was probably and, and was a self-identified drag queen. So that's what okay. we go with. Um, but allegedly she's the one that allegedly threw the first brick at Stonewall, though nobody has you know figured that out, huh. uh, figured out who did that. So they didn't. And much to their credit, they didn't even mention that specifically. They just mentioned she had definitely some things to do in it and uh, Sylvia Rivera, they just kind of tied all these people into uh, this documentary about Marsha because Marsha was killed or committed suicide. And it was all about Hmm. that was in the, uh, it was actually 1990 when she was found floating in the uh, Hudson river. And some people said there was a hole in her head. Some people said, you know, looked like there was no reason that she would have committed suicide. She was being chased by the mob, all this stuff. So a lot of unknowns there. But a great documentary in that one, especially watching it after Disclosure, where you get this. Disclosure made me feel like, oh, yeah, this is my family. This is this is where I come from. And this is the stuff we've gone through. But then the Marsha P. Johnson documentary was like, oh. This is the the hate that exists and right. existed, and and the the feeling when you see Sylvia Rivera, who was also I don't know what she identified as, but struck me more as a transgender individual. Um, such power and anger because it was during the eighties and early nineties where the gay movement was trying to get traction. And they kind of turned their back on the transgender and drag queen community. Hmm. And that, you know, bringing that whole thing into it, it's like, wow, that and that's what they kept saying is, well, you know, the gays get what they want. And then suddenly the trans people are pushed to the back. Yeah, everyone for themselves. Everybody for themselves. But the, the energy in that one, the, the, the passion, you got to watch that for the passion just to see how they were treated, how the gays treated even the transgender and drag queen communities and how, you know, let alone how the so-called normal people treated that community. And then you go back to the other documentaries we talked about, about the, the, the black Jim Crow era and how they were treated and to like, just to visually see these documentary clips and be like, wow, yeah, humans treated humans like this during a time yeah. when humans were supposed to be smart. And they weren't. No. And we don't want to see that. Yeah. We're supposed to be these intellectual creatures. We don't want to see these flaws. Didn't know. Oh, no. Yeah, oh. Oh. And that's what I, you know, you got to see that. You got to watch those clips because that, that was like even for me a whole new level like you hear about what they did and you know about the segregation of all these groups but to actually see the signs yeah um, it's wild it's really holding it up to your face yes and that's why we do need it in our face not in the form of statues <laughs> but in the form why not of history <laughs> Or, or, you know, at least I do like the positive statue idea. You know, if you had a statue of Harriet Tubman or Marsha P. Johnson, you'd look look that up and you'd learn that you would learn the same thing that these people are talking about. That, oh, my God, don't tear that down. No, if, of the negative guy, put up the positive role model then, because you'd still learn about the negative dudes through the positive role models. That's true. There's there's a good one. That's that's but you know if you yeah. we there's a big population that's still not comfortable putting these people up on their pedestals. Amazing, because that's that's because so that true. feeling is inside them yeah. still. Because if we got rid of the Robert E. Lee and replaced it with Harriet Tubman, we'd learn the same shit. Yeah, but it's safer mm. to admire a white guy. And it though. You feel more secure. I don't know. It's so fucking weird. I didn't grow up that way. So I'm just, I have a hard time understanding right. it. 
Exactly. That's and that's like a good point for us is where we come from. We didn't even think that way. So like even though I was in that trans drag gay world, we didn't think that way. We weren't thinking about the movies and what was going on. We were just being these happy hippie peace love beatniks. For me, doing your thing, doing our thing, dressing up. Was there a, was there a movie that, while you were growing up that oh. it may not be correct now, but it's touched oh you in God. a way that kept you going? Tu Wong Fu okay. is the movie that I now watch that I think this is inappropriate. That's I've never, and I don't think I know any other movie that has done this. But where is it inappropriate if it just helps you at that? I mean, it's a product of the times. Yeah, yeah, that's why it's. Uh, that's why it's conflicting, though, as to recommend it. Like, you know, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Endlessly, I will recommend that. I love that. You know, it's yeah. amazing, wonderful, beautiful movie. And But Tu Wong Fu, I, I watched it this last year and thought, this is just off key. Uh, totally out of, out of tone. Uh, but back in the day, 90s, I mean, that was what I watched over and over. Had the VHS yeah. tape. And watched it over and over, and it it sh- showed the child who I was that this other world existed, and turned me on to drag even more, and taught me something, and I thought it was wonderful, and I still think it's wonderful, but it is totally tone deaf with today's. But that's everything. Stuff. Nothing's gonna yeah. be timeless. Nothing. No. So I think it's okay to admire that movie and respect yeah. it for what it was because it just was a, a, it fit your time. Yeah, it's just weird that that would be the one that uh, would kind of because you can make excuses for the rest, like Priscilla. Of course, there's always like you know time narratives in these that that get old. Sure, but there's something about Tu Wang Fu. I guess because it started out kind of tone deaf. Because even back then, people were like, "Well, a group of drag queens would never." dress in drag and travel across the country they'd be you know going across country as men so even then it was like well this is kind of kooky but uh but now combining that with with where we are today it is just a little strange but you know it definitely changed my life for the better i think that's good it is good so there Are there any? We've all got movies that we loved when we were younger, and we watch them now, and we're like, what the frick? Is there there one that comes to mind for you that's like, (laughs) was perfect then, but horrible? (laughs) Culturally horrible, should I say? I'm not really horrified by them, but like, I'm playing the 80s movies with my kid, and we're watching, like, you know, a breakfast club and stuff, and I'm like, there's (laughs) shit wrong with this, too. It it doesn't carry. It's not perfect, but, you know, for that kid growing up in 84, yeah, it was great. And it's just that we need to look. We've at evolved. We've, we've changed. Evolved. So and, has the world. And we should be quite happy about that. And and that's where there's that sensitivity kind of comes in where I, I often feel that that libertarian deep within myself that wants to just be like, <laughs> get, get over your shit. You know, <laughs> sometimes we just need to put it into perspective. I mean, first of all, the context, everybody takes everything out of context and takes it too seriously. A lot of the times. Yeah. But even the stuff that contextually is bad, sometimes you just have to appreciate it for what it is. I mean, if it's not hurting you. And and you had shared a, an article with me this week about questions for straight cisgender people who go to pride. Yeah. Written by this very wordy individual you know, <laughs> as a straight female. I mean, I, I'd go to pride. I, I consider myself an ally. I want to, I, want to celebrate yes. these people but he's telling me that i don't belong there like oh Not belong. and that and basically <laughs> it was labeling they were labeling um cis let me quote straight cisgender people um gawkers basically like you're there because we're you know zoo creatures and these cis parents that, that's where i it became very hard to continue with the article when they got to yeah. the point where they said a cisgender parent and child pointed to a, uh, quote, gender non-conforming individual and said, oh, look, like, 
Look at that unique. But that's the context of it. Were they saying, look at that freak or look at that amazingly beautiful person? Nobody wants to be gawked at or become an object. Um, But I mean, when I look at as an outsider, I look at pride. That's all. Everyone's putting on a show. Don't tell me those costumes and shit is what you wear, like walking around your house Sunday morning. Exactly. Like, I mean, that's all elaborate (laughs) shit that you you are celebrating who you are and you got all the glitter to to support. That's great. Why wouldn't we look at that? Why wouldn't we? Hey, look at this to show my child that. Wow. And I I highly doubt that that person. (laughs) I get get lost. I don't know. But the person they were pointing at, I I doubt that they were, you know, some normal, plain person in a plaid shirt. You know, I bet they were, you know, a gay go-go dancer or a drag queen or someone else dressed flat fabulously. Some type of. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I I just highly doubt that it was somebody just a normal looking person that they were saying, oh, look, no, it was probably a fabulous But where would you begin queen. that conversation with the child? I mean, you want your mm-hmm. child to grow up to. Yep. And that's what I would do. I see think, the world the way you do. I think I do the same thing. I Pat, would, you know, the, we'd talk about it. But, what do you do, D? <laughs> <laughs> we would talk about yeah, it. But, wow, look at this yeah, car. Isn't this great? Exactly. Wow, look at this elephant. Yes. Wow, look at this panda. You look at the other shit. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's a kid. You got to get that excitement yes. in them. And how, how would you do that? I, and I think that's how I'd cover it. Because we would go. Or am I objectifying? I don't think so. Unless I am too. Because I would say to the kid, look at that. Look at this. Look look at what we talked about the drag queens. Look at how fabulous they are. And see, I told you there was going to be half-naked Speedo people here. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> I do the same thing. I mean, I'm explaining the the protesting. Well, look exactly. at this. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. using them as an example. Look, this is why they're doing this. Yeah. How else can I educate? I, I, I don't know. Tough. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not gawking. And I'm not hearing. I'm trying to anything share in, what I know. I'm not hearing an answer to that from what we're watching either. I mean, they're not saying that we should be doing anything differently as far as. They do want transgender movies. They want transgender people to play transgender roles so the world sees that story. And therefore, oh, look, look at that. Look at that movie. Look at the person. So that's all I'm hearing is that's how you teach people. You've got to expose them to the truth and you've got to show them. And how do you show a child? You point and say, see, that's what I was talking about. And you're pointing at positivity. So it's not a bad, bad thing. Well, it's bad to that guy who wrote that article. That, had no business being there. Not not your space. Yeah, that was was a bit difficult. They we were feeling like they finally found. And I, I get it. I I get both sides, of course. But they they felt like you know they didn't have anybody who was like them. They were lost, and then they found Pride Parade, and Pride Day, and they went there, and it's like, oh my God, these are my people, and then suddenly. There's straight people and there's yeah. children pointing. And that's that's a certain something that's a actually should be a different article about how we are so damaged that we can't go into our own group, our own pride. I mean, there's day. no doubt this probably has been around straight people and the yes. pointing and whatnot. And that certainly right. did damage them. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that was bad. And that's, you know, they shouldn't be at the supermarket and be pointed at. But when you're in pride with your with your people. With your pride, <laughs> that uh, it shouldn't be, I don't know, you shouldn't feel assaulted. And that's how you feel. That's your feelings again. And sometimes your feelings need to be checked a little bit more. Look into that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I don't, it just makes me think as a, as a straight person who wants to participate in these just, you know, to be with my friends at the, in these communities. I mean, I'm not looking to violate the community. Or I'm not looking to spoil what they're doing. And yet, you know, my presence is seen that way. It's like, I feel lost. That's why I'm afraid that there's a lack of tough skin. Because I agree, we shouldn't have all been told as children, to, you know, buck up and get over it, get over everything. But to a certain extent, that was very helpful. Because you can't just go through this world being constantly offended, afraid, or emotionally assaulted. Yeah. 
And to this day, it's interesting. It's still how most of us get along. I mean, powerful people, people that make changes, we thrive through situations of diversity. That's what we do. And and we don't we don't get there by shirking and being abused. You know, we roll on on that abuse a bit more. If that makes any sense at all. Nothing makes sense. And I'm just trying to do the right thing. And damn it. I think that's, that's the culture we're in right now is we have a lot of people saying, well, I'm just trying to do the right thing. And then we got all these other people <laughs> saying that's not the right thing, but we're not sure what the right thing is. You know, we have like these cultural festivals here, like you know, the Greek festival where it's food and Greek dancing, whatever, you know, you, you bring your outside friends to come so you can see, hey, come, come celebrate our food. Come celebrate. Our... I don't see it as anything different. Right. Maybe that's the problem. I, I just, I'm there to celebrate with you. I'm there to learn with you. Show me, show me the right way. But these people are just kind of like, no, fuck you. You got to know or else you don't belong on my block. It could could be the, 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 the problem, but it could be the answer too, because... That's how that is how we grew up is you go to the, the Polish festival and you're like, yeah, this these are Polish people. And this is how Poles act. This is how Germans act. Greeks. It, I mean, it's not going to explain everything, yeah. but it's the taste of something. It's just. And you're not insulted. You're, you're not supposed to be insulted by that. You know, the Polish people at the Polish festival are not insulted that the Germans have come to gawk at them. And enjoy their food. <laughs> <laughs> we're, that's what we're I mean, used it's... to. Yeah. <laughs> So we kind of take that forward into the cultures and communities of sexuality and gender. We're treating it a lot like ethnicity and how ethnicity has been treated in this country. I mean, look at Cinco de Mayo and you hear a lot of bad things about that, too. Sure. So we're just so used to as as a culture having these parties about our, our thing, who we are, and everybody comes and watches and or is that, that maybe, or is that because we think we have the right to participate in all these things and we have no business doing that? Maybe I'm wrong. I have no right to participate in all these festivals and all these events. Who the hell am I? Am I entitled? That would be a good question for the the whole tribe of of people who are speaking so loudly. Is do they think that straight people should come to transgender? I'm curious events? what our our listeners think. Yeah. I'm just I'm just trying to get it right. Because yeah, I personally think that you should. You should come. Absolutely. You should come. Because that's how we, how will your kid know about our lifestyle? And he'll grow up in a box he'll and get his you know, influence from Xbox. Exactly. And whatever the hell else. And scares the hell out of me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> and for these kids that are on there talking trash and using words they don't understand about, you know, trannies. And God knows what else. Yeah. And, and you know, you're gay. Dude, you're gay. That's very popular. <laughs> That's very popular. Yeah. So if that was all he had and you didn't expose him to a gay person or a gay pride event and he saw that these were humans just like him, you know, that would be bad. So you that would only build the walls. That would not tear them down. So we need you there. We need all these people mixing. And understand. Or do they want me to respect the wall and just walk away? I I think you know, there's there is a time for a private club, and and that's the only you know sad thing that we miss about the eighties and nineties is especially the eighties is the private gay club where straight yeah. people would never go. That was kind of their realm. I think everybody deserves their own club and realm to get together. But I think if you're putting on a, a show to show pride of your gender or your sexuality, and it's on Main Street with floats. It's on Fifth Avenue. <laughs> yes. And you've got tents selling funnel cakes. You need everybody there. <laughs> That's not the time to be private. It's all about the funnel no. cakes, Dan. Exactly. <laughs> you need that. Everybody needs to participate. Everyone should and everyone should learn that that's normal for a group of people so you can understand 
and not hate it. So, and I, this person that wrote that article, that's the first time that they find their people. Unfortunately, that's why they should have had the opportunity to go to a gay club whenever they wanted to, instead of waiting for their first pride parade. Right. That's uh, and me. Private. I read something like that, and I'm like, oh shit. Exactly. <laughs> and then that, see what they just did. They they made you hesitant about going to a pride parade. I'm like, oh, what do I do? But I'm thankful that I know you and I can share this with you. What do you think? And you'll tell me. And And I I think that's valuable. I'll tell you it's bullshit. Like, hey, you know, you can't do. (laughs) No, you're wrong. Great. Thank you for the guidance. It's, It's that thing that we've often said about humans. It's like they can't. There's no gray area. They've just got to have everything or nothing. They they can't. They just are malfunctioning when it comes to the middle of the road and fairness and equality. It's very hard for a human brain to understand basically that they might not have the right to everything. Um, Well, (laughs) (laughs) Well, the hell's that about? I uh, saw any, and I see we're watching too much, (laughs) but but are we, are we really? Because last night, while I expanded some more, I was watching a National National Geographic documentary. This is how old I've gotten. Oh, I, I watch those. Don't worry. It's okay. <laughs> it's about the Grand Canyon. And they were hiking across the Grand Canyon, which was fascinating. Let me, let's have an old lady moment for the last 10 minutes here. This was a fascinating documentary about people walking across the fucking canyon. <laughs> it's I'm so, listening. So interesting. Um, did you know that the actual length of the canyon, like by water, is like half of if you had to walk it? So if you're walking it, you have to actually, you know, with all the things you have to do to walk across it and through it, it takes you double the actual length of it. The entire length of California. It would take people. Did you know that it would take you two and a half months to walk across the Grand Canyon full throttle just well, to do it? Who the hell would do that? So forget it. Apparently only like a handful of people have actually done that nut we jobs. know about. <laughs> Total nut jobs. Sure. It's amazing, though. I mean, it's, I just I, mean, I just I live well, close to it and I just never I didn't even know it was that big. I mean, you're telling me it's 120 degrees. I can't imagine. Exactly. What a great idea. Let's go walk on yeah. hot rocks. And that's what they, the first time they went, they went like midsummer, and apparently it was 110. Oh, God. Amazing. But we digress. Within this documentary, there was a, um, they kind of wove the Native American ownership of, they own like the middle of it, the mm-hmm. uh, Native American nation. And, they were trying to developers were trying to buy part of that from them to develop this restaurant mall thing at the bottom of the Grand Canyon. Oh Jesus! With and trams would you know like little gondola trams, kind of like the ski slope things would come down from the top, bring people in. It would be like ten thousand people a day. And the one dude said something that that just spoke to this entire show. He said he was, you know, on the side of the developers. He's like, well, I'm an old aging guy. And if I were to climb to the bottom of the Grand Canyon, I'd have to be airlifted out because I couldn't make it. And he said, don't I have a right to also go to the bottom of the Grand Canyon? Hmm. And that was like, does does everyone have a right to everything? That's what that question came from. Yeah. It's like, just cause you, so you're, he said, there's kind of like this, this, you know, exclusivity and, um, uh, you know, only the, the cool kids can do it going to the, you know, hiking to the bottom of the grand Canyon. Cause they, they're the only ones that can get out. And doesn't he also have that right? And it's like, no, you don't. <laughs> That's what I think. It's, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's it's really really interesting it's what about I, me that's <laughs> and I, I guess it's like well yeah you do but i guess you'd have to figure out you'd have to be but it depends rich know. enough to you know get a mule or donkey or whatever they use uh, to get you down there or a helicopter you'd have to use other means to do so 
but when you talk about it's everyone's right to get down there and to obtain that right, they need to build a mall in the middle of this beautiful park and suck its resources dry. Just so 10,000 people put a down day. There? And they're talking yeah. about rest. It was like a whole strip, like the, a mall, restaurants, shops. 10,000 people a day. They're going to have to build an elevator or something because you're going to shop and have bags and you're not going to be able to hike with your They were tramming them down. Yeah. It was. It's. It, uh, it, it, I, it, it, yeah. Where do you draw the line? I think that just kind of echoes throughout. Because then again, why, why would you build something that wasn't for everybody? There's some places around here that they just can't going the the distance there's like a, a tunnel system you can walk through you can get to the hoover dam through like three miles worth of walking tunnels and uh, oh, wow. you know, some people can't do that <laughs> I, I in i'm fact, surprised i mean they just figured we were the land of yeah, you can do it all yeah, I, I i can i've taken some people on that walk and they've almost died so you know some people <laughs> just not not meant yeah, to my do my aunt's ain't going through a three mile yeah, tunnel exactly. but yeah I, you know. 120 degrees yeah you just you know and you come to that understanding that some humans and it's weird in this society where we have sports and all these other things you know people not everyone can do the sports right so you'd think but we that, celebrate yeah. it we watch but everyone can watch everyone watch absolutely and everyone and, has a role and everyone is allowed and has the right to go to the grand canyon and get to the edge and look down that's that's their right that's where their right ends is if you can't crawl down there then you're not going down there and this I, is going to be we could talk about this every week for the next six <laughs> exactly. months and side note i've been to the grand canyon i've watched the documentary and i still don't see i just don't see the grandness of it People should. Well, I think because well, should, you're around it too much. That's I like guess. me taking you to the Statue of Liberty. You're going to be like, "Wow, hey!" And I'll be like, "Who gives a shit?" True. I've seen That's it. That's a good point. <laughs> and that yes, because I think that that is the thing is that I could see those landscapes. I know some beautiful places in Utah where you can pull over on the side of the road and see the most amazing sunset canyons ever. Yeah. So and and you don't have to walk three miles and almost die. So. Or in the, in the case of these guys, 500 and some miles. Jesus. So. <laughs> yeah, Times Square is amazing for everybody who comes visit. True. You know, I've been there. That's true. You're but hey, right. you know, so, yeah, we they got to have their experience, you know. We live here. It's not as, as fabulous. I've, I've seen a lot of canyons, which I'm happy. I love the canyons. Just love them. And the Grand Canyon is littered with what? People. So, yeah, we don't we don't need any of that. <laughs> <laughs> get out get out <laughs> yeah, get out that was a part of that documentary they they call it hella hella alley helicopter alley or something where there's like hundreds of helicopter tourist things landing in the west side of the grand canyon they have this strip where oh, the people pay a helicopter to take them in there and there's literally like five copters landed at a time they said it was one of the most busiest helicopter landing pads in the world is in the I believe canyon it. and and once these people they just walk through like 200 some miles of the grand canyon through the wilderness and the quiet and the peace and then they get a, a, <laughs> and then they got a helicopter to alley for a day <laughs> <laughs> really takes it away that's, that's when they really were like yeah we cannot build a gondola to the bottom of the canyon and a restaurant it destroys what it is but you know money talks d we know this much like every peaceful place i've ever found it's in it totally uh taken over by people yeah and money and gentrification the dirty word Ooh, you said it, said it. Ooh. i said it and i think that's all we have to say and that's all we have to say about that. That's all we have to say about that. But we have a lot of other things to say. So we'll see you next week. Time to I'll get, be here. To get some more coffee. We'll be here. And to we'll learn be, some more. We'll be with you to learn. We're learning. What the hell am I going to watch on Netflix this week? 
More Office. That's I'm addicted. More so. Office. Go watch The Office. <laughs> and I'll go watch some more National Geographic documentaries. Nerd. Get okay. Off, get off my lawn. <laughs> Bastard kids. <laughs> you gotta sh- shake your cane. No. Sister's ass. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to Coffee House. For more, be sure to follow us on Spotify, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also subscribe on iTunes. Coffee House is brought to us by ForCulture.com. Hashtag art is important.